0: This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. We've got an extra episode this week. Today is episode 272, and I'm talking with Ben Rosario. Ben is the coach for the Hoka Aneane and AZ Elite team, and he is not a stranger to this podcast. If you haven't heard my original episode with him, he was episode 140. Then he came back on episode 161 with Scott Fobble. After their book inside a marathon came out and he came on the show with the NAZ team before the Olympic marathon trials as well. That was episode 229 that you can find him on now today. He's on the podcast talking about an exciting new four year deal they've made with Hoka. This is the long-term sponsor for this group and they just signed a four-year deal and we got to hear all the details and a couple of other exciting things coming up that Ben talks about as well. I always love catching up with Ben and anyone from the NAZ Elite team, so I hope you enjoy this little catch up with Ben. Hey, listen friends, if you are looking for a virtual way to stay connected and motivated during this uncertain time, the virtual Rise Run Retreat created by Sarah Canny, is for you. This is my very good friend and she is amazing at putting together these amazing virtual retreats, amazing in-person retreats as well. This is a three-day live interactive experience that includes original themes and content from the in-person retreats a digital workbook, access to two live webinars and a live Q&A with their guest speakers as well as a private online community forum. There's a custom swag box delivered to your doorstep and a digital swag bag with generous discounts from the partners of the Rise Run Retreat. The next Rise Run Retreat virtual retreat is September 18th through the 20th. Registration is open through September 14th at riserunretreat.com. And be sure to use the code IHA10 to get 10% off your virtual retreat registration. Thank you, Sarah. And I'm so excited for this virtual retreat. I know you're going to put together an amazing event for everybody signed up. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Ben Rosario. Okay. Well, today on the podcast, we have, I don't know, fourth, fifth time returning guest, Ben Rosario. Welcome to the show, Ben.
1: Thank you for having me, Lindsay.
0: You all have some exciting news going down with the NAZ Elite, your HOCA agreement, your new sponsorship agreement. So tell us what's going on.
1: Sure. So we announced it today. You were talking to me just hours after this press release came out. Um, it uh, was something we've been working on for a long time with, with Hoka, of course. Um, you know, our contract that we're currently in was set to expire at the end of this year. So December 31st, 2020. And we, you know, we knew that. And so we've been working with them on what the new contract would look like. And we've, you know... We've actually had it um, agreed upon for, for a good while now, but these things take time uh, to get the legal side of it done and, and signed, and, and then you got to figure out when's, when's the best time to release the news. So it's, it's not new for me. I've certainly known about it for a long time, but, uh, but it's still really nice to, to be able to share the news with the fans.
0: Yeah, it's super exciting. You know, I think back to, gosh, when did you guys originally start working with Hoka?
1: We we signed or came to terms on our original agreement with them in February of 2015.
0: Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I feel like you guys really um, made a name for them like that. Not that they weren't already big, but in the distance running space, eyes are on Hoka a lot of times because of your group. Don't be humble. It's true.
1: Well, that was our hope. I mean, that was our promise to them. You know, we when we when we started in 2015, they had already made quite a mark in the trail world. And then they had gone totally to the other side of the spectrum to, to show that they weren't just about trail. They, they signed uh, Leo Manzano and made some track spikes for him, which I thought was brilliant. Uh, but our our pitch was, hey, you know, the masses are in the marathon and the half marathon um, distance runners. And, and that's what we are. And that's um, we can be a conduit to those people for you. And so, you know, they, they bought it. And uh, and then we we um, we came through on that promise, I think, and, and continue to do so.
0: Yeah, it's so exciting. I was reading through the press release and I noticed that. There was a lot of talk about maternity leave and insurance and things like that that go into it. So can you expand on any of that at all? I know that you probably can't go into every single detail, but can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I would love to go into that as much as I can. So, you know, the the deal we're in right now is great. It's wonderful. But, um, you know, we, we felt strongly that from the business side of things that the next step was to. Um, work on a deal that would provide us even more funding, and and you know provide our athletes with the amenities necessary to you know compete at the highest level, obviously, but uh, but also to to be revolutionary in some ways. And so, you know, the the way the contract is structured is is that um, Naz Elite gets uh, this this big giant lump sum from Hoka, and underneath that sum, we're able to. Uh, provide, you know, administrative salaries, so coach, head coach, um, uh, administrative assistant, these kind of things. Uh, But then we're also able to have a travel budget that's larger than ever before. We're able to double the amount of physio treatment available to our athletes. We're able to, um, to provide, as you said, health insurance, which is a big one. So uh, essentially, we're on a group plan right now, all of the athletes and myself and my wife. Uh, but moving forward, the team will cover the individual athletes health insurance. Um, so we'll be on the same plan, but but the team will pay for those, those athletes uh, health insurance, which that is big. That's a really big deal. And so Um, you know, the 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 financial aspect of this deal is is quite a bit, uh, quite a bit better than it was before. And that's just the natural way of it. You know, it's not that there's anything wrong with the current deal. It's just the natural progression. And we've been able to come through and uh, provide ROI, I think, for them. And so, um, you know, we're, we're really proud of this deal. And then on top of that lump sum, then um, Hoka is able to negotiate contracts with each a- the athlete um, on our team. And so so the total, the grand total um, that they'll be giving us is, is, you know, I would say it's probably double uh, what we're getting right now.
0: Wow. OK, so the athletes contracts are separate under the umbrella with your team. So then they work separately, but they have to be sponsored by Hoka if they're on your team. Explain that to me a little bit more.
1: Um, yeah, so it's sort of like a Venn diagram. So, you know, you've got your athlete but and you've got Hoka and you've got NAZ Elite. So the athletes will sign a con- two separate contracts, okay. one with Hoka, one with NAZ Elite, and they mirror one another. And so all the amenities that you and I were discussing, uh, travel, physio, um, uh, health insurance, etc., coaching uh, all those things those are those are uh, outlined in the NAZ Elite contract along with a portion of their base salary um, because we in order to provide that health insurance we have to be the ones uh, we have to at least be paying them a certain amount, um, and so that amount is covered uh, under the under the Hoka NZ Elite Agreement, and then the rest of the base salary is is um, covered under their contract with Hoka as well as their bonus structure. Uh, we have a base bonus structure that every single athlete on the team um, is is um, I guess uh, agreeing to. Um, so, you know, your standard times and places at major events, et cetera, Olympics, world championships, national championships. Um, but then there's the flexibility for athletes and agents to um, to work on extra bonuses, maybe particular to them. Uh, and, and certainly for our international athletes, that's the case because not every country is created equal in terms of depth. And so, there's, like I say, there's flexibility in the contract, even though there is a nice – base bonus structure that we believe is really competitive in the marketplace.
0: Do you think that you're one of the first groups to dive into the health insurance thing? Like are most athletes that are pro going individual on that?
1: Yes, I think most. Uh, Now I know the Hanson's team, because you work at the stores, um, they're able to provide some health insurance. I'm not really sure uh, what other groups do. I can't speak to that. I, I think that, you know, brands aren't able to do it for obvious reasons. And I think some people get fired up about that but you, you have to understand how it works. I mean these people are not not employees of, of Hoco or Nike or Adidas or ASics or anyone. Um, so, so they're not going to be providing health insurance and nor, nor should they I don't think. Um, however, because of our group, we're in a different situation because we're, we're a nonprofit organization and uh, as a 501c3 and as such we can we can get a group health insurance plan and that's what we've done. and so that's what makes this possible.
0: Okay. You know, I don't think I knew you were a 501, 503. I'm going to say that wrong. I don't think. 501C3. 501C3. I don't think I knew you were a nonprofit.
1: Yeah. So we that was a change we made early on because you're able to do that through the Ted Stevens Amateur Athletic Act of 1978. So essentially, if you have a group, um, uh, and this, uh, this applies to a lot of different sports where you're you're considered an Olympic sport, and you're training for the Olympics. Uh, you can get that designation, and that allowed us to get grants early on from Running USA and RRCA and USATF, and uh, it was just it was just a better way to structure it um, from from the financial side. It was just a business decision, but um, it's worked out really well for us.
0: Yeah, we maybe covered that in one of my first episode, the first episode with you, but I don't know, I don't remember. <laughs> That's okay, <laughs> um okay, so are you looking to expand with your coaches or bringing on new athletes? Are there any new athletes coming on anytime soon that we should be listening for an announcement or anything?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're definitely gonna try to stay relevant here over the next couple of weeks because our season has kind of come to an end, so we you know strategically decided to to release this mm-hmm. after that, and then um. We, we certainly hope to be able to make a couple of roster announcements in the, in the coming weeks. And, you know, like I say, stay relevant until we start racing again. Yeah. So, you know, we've, we've kind of planned everything out from a calendar perspective and, and yeah, some of our roles administratively are going to expand as well. Um, um, and you know, we'll be keeping everybody up to date on those things as, as they come.
0: Okay. Let's talk about your season. You guys just had the Hoka distance carnival, um, what was the significance behind choosing to do an hour race for the guys?
1: Uh, the significance of the hour run was just something different and fun. We, we, um, we were coming to the end of the season and we were kind of hanging on by a thread on the guy's side. We were a little dinged up to be very honest with you. And they didn't, to me, they weren't ready for a 10,000 meter race on the track and spikes, uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, dealing, uh, all, 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 related to to the kind of little injuries that they had and so you know it was just different and fun and we just took a swing and there was really no there was really going to be no penalty for it I mean if they did well great if not at least we tried something different and so that that was really all it was no more no less and and I think it was fun uh we kind of didn't didn't do that well but uh (laughs) but I think we learned a lot from it and, and we'll try it again sometime
0: okay so then the women did the 10k and they ran fast talk about that a little bit
1: yeah, so that was a different deal because they were very, very fit, and they had raced really well at the at the 5,000-meter uh, event we had in St. George, Utah, and they had gone 1-2-3 there, and then they went 1-2-5 at the Sunset Tour meet and beat a really good field, and Lauren had run 15-10, and Kellen 15-11, and Steph 15-19, so we knew they were in very, very good shape. And there was another 10,000-meter, or there was a 10,000-meter race at the second Sunset meet, but... Um, you know, no offense to the field, it was a good field, but it just, it wasn't set up to go as fast as mm-hmm. we felt like they could go. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to do more of a time trial type thing. We, we prefer racing, honestly, and we do, that's 99% of the time what we're going to choose. But this one time we felt like, Hey, let's just get out there and show first of all them, but then also the public at large, how fast these women really can go. And so We had Ben Bruce Pace, and they just ran as fast as they could. And Kellen ran 3,107, and Steph 3,134, and Lauren 3,153, and it was her first 10,000. So those were all really fast times. I mean, Kellen's time would be – if there was an official mark, it would make her the seventh fastest American ever.
0: Crazy. That's crazy. And – I read your tweet about how she had, like, the day before, went and picked up a foster child, a new foster child that was entering their home, drove four hours, then got in the car the next day, drove nine hours for the race. She's amazing.
1: Yeah, she's a superstar. Um, Yeah, I don't know how she does that. You know, I think I've told her before that – from a coaching perspective, I, I don't understand why she adds all these things to her plate. But from a human being perspective, I really have a ton of admiration for her.
0: Yeah, I remember talking to both you and her about that a little bit uh, the weekend of the trials, uh, which, by the way, it's so crazy. Can you even believe that we were all down in Atlanta, like, just living life like normal? Alphine won the trials and uh, two weeks later, nobody leaves home.
1: I know. We're so fortunate, right, that we got that in because honestly, two weeks later, as you say, it wouldn't have happened. No. So it's just, I'm incredibly grateful that 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 took place.
0: Yeah, seriously. Hey friends, a quick break to thank Prevenex for continuing to support this podcast. If you are looking for a new place to get a multivitamin, a joint health supplement, a new protein powder that is vegan, I might add, They source the highest quality ingredients and I cannot say enough good things about these products. I've been taking them for about four months now and I'm feeling great and you will too. If you are in this sport for the longevity of the sport and want your joints to feel great, make sure you check out their Joint Health Plus supplement. It is incredible. It is scientifically proven to protect your joints. And you all know, I always talk about this, that I make Protein smoothies with my boys. We put the Nurify Plus protein powder and their SuperVites Kid Vitamins in all of the protein smoothies that we make. You all can check them out when you go to prevenex.com and use the code Another for 15% off your order. That's prevenex.com and use the code another for 15% off your order. Alright, enjoy the rest of my conversation with Ben Rosario. Um, Okay. Can you talk to us a little bit about Lauren? She's one of the few um, NAZ members that I have not interviewed uh, for no particular reason. I just haven't done it yet. So can you share a little bit about her joining the team and what it's been like to have her on the team?
1: Yeah, sure. So Lauren joined in the winter. Her story is very interesting because she's, um, you know, in her early to mid thirties now. And she had, um, been running quite well at the 5,000 meter distance for a number of years, but was kind of stuck in that like 15, 14 to 15, 15 kind of range, okay. uh, kept running sort of the same time and had had some small sort of sponsorship deals, but honestly had, had really struggled finding a sponsor to believe in her, um, quote unquote at her age, mm. uh, at, at that distance. And, um, I, it was really frustrating for her, I think, but I knew her and I knew her husband, Max, uh, who was coaching her and. We had a little chat um, in November, this past November, at the New York City Marathon. She was running the U.S. 5K Champs the day before the marathon, and I actually was just asking them if she would maybe be interested in coming out and training uh, with us for the trials, just as a guest, if you will, because I knew she got got along with our women really well, and I I thought she could provide uh, uh, a great... Training partner for them and I I thought she could be a great training partner for them and I thought vice-versa as well I thought they could be a great training partner for her and out of that conversation came the Realization that actually she would be interested in joining full-time which I wasn't even suggesting but Hmm. um, because she and her husband live in Memphis But they apparently had already talked about this and were totally okay with her uh, living somewhere else in order to um, advance in her career and so you know, one thing led to another and, and we got a deal signed. Her agent is Josh Cox and, um, you know, it worked out really well. And, um, so she came out in the winter and, and we were very gradual about training, getting used to altitude and to the new type of, um, uh, um, things basically, uh, the volume, uh, of the yeah. workouts was a, was a, cha- a change for her, but, uh, but we eased her into those, those workouts and she took to them really well. And I mean, geez, by the time the summer rolled around, she was in the best shape of her life. And, I was glad that she was able to prove that uh, tangibly with that 15, 5,000 meter.
0: So was the fifteen ten? was that like a five second PR?
1: Yeah, four point something second okay. PR. And uh, and like I said, I mean, she had run 15, 14 years ago, yeah. you know, and so she had kind of been stuck there. And so it was a big deal. And honestly, she was full of run at the finish. So I think she's got a lot of room to improve um, as we head into what now will be an Olympic year in, in 2021.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. I don't want to be negative, but fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're all right. You do?
0: Okay, good. I'll take that as an I, I'm affirmative. A lot, I've,
1: I've, I feel a lot better than I did before. And, uh, you know, the IOC just came out with their statement that, you know, they're, they're hell-bent on this thing happening uh, with or without COVID being completely behind us. And, you know, they're working behind the scenes, obviously, to um, create a safe environment, even if that means no spectators. And now that we see the NBA and the PGA and MLS and – even football, um, you know, happening, um, with lots of testing. And uh, I think it's clear that we can have sports. It just, there's a lot of protocols that have to be in place
0: for sure. What's that been like for you as a coach coming off the trials and then, you know, all the stay at home orders, people are kind of training by themselves. I'm sure you guys, I don't know when you guys started training together again, but, um, how did you kind of navigate that with the team?
1: Yeah, we've navigated it like everybody else, one step at a time, you know, trying to digest the information that we're being given from the experts and decide how that applies to us. Uh, You know, early on, uh, when the stay-at-home orders were in place in our state, then we stayed at home. Um, We ran, but not together. Um, Then when the stay-at-home order started running together, um, we've been careful the whole time. Um, You know, I think that – I think I feel good about what we did. You know, we were, we were responsible. And um, then, you know, after we started running together, we started thinking of ways to compete, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and we were um, able to put on uh, a track meet in St. George, Utah against other people. And we had lots of protocols in place and everybody was safe uh, and that made us feel good. And and we kind of controlled that one, but then we, we knew, you know what it was going to take for an event to be safe. And so when Jesse Williams was putting on the Sunset Tour meet and we knew what, what protocols he had in place, we felt good about that meet, so we went out there. Uh, and then, of course, we, we put on our own event in Santa Barbara, which we talked about at the top. So I, I feel like we've gone through this um, – you know, we've gone through kind of every, every uh, step of it where, you know, we didn't do anything. Then we came together slowly, uh, got back on track and then, and then found ways to compete. And so, you know, now as we head into the fall and eventually next year, I think it's going to be more of the same, just kind of keeping an eye on things and and what we're supposed to be doing, doing those things, but, uh, but absolutely moving forward and doing our job, which is to, to run and to compete.
0: Yeah. What is the fall looking like? I saw Steph put something on Instagram that she was doing the New York City virtual. I guess I didn't even really know that. I guess. Yeah, I didn't even think about pros doing the virtual option. So is anybody else doing fall virtual races? What does that look like?
1: I think she's the only one that's signed up for a virtual race um, at that level. Uh, She's a great brand ambassador, and and it's not surprising to me that the New York Roadrunners would be interested in bringing her on to help promote that Mm -hmm. uh, event for them. Uh, I know that the World Half Marathon Championships in Poland are going to be taking place October 17th, so Rory Linkletter uh, will be representing Canada there you know, being very safe, obviously getting tested, getting on the plane, getting tested again when he gets off the plane, um, doing his, his part to stay safe when he's over there. Uh, but we're excited about that.
0: Yeah. That's exciting uh, are... that he gets to do that.
1: That's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there are a couple of races that I believe are going to be happening, uh, in later October. Uh, but I think those are not announced yet. Um, and then we're to be very honest with you I don't mind saying that, uh, I'm working with Josh Cox and, um, my old business partner Matt Helbig uh, from Big River Race Management, and we're going to try to put on a road marathon in December, um, and we feel pretty confident about the venue we're working with, and we don't have um, we don't have everything signed, sealed, and delivered, so I don't f- feel comfortable yet making it super super public. But we, um, I mean, all the details. But I don't mind saying that we're working on it. Yeah, I was going to say, can we release tough- this? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't mind saying that we're working on it. I'm just I'm just not ready to say it's absolutely 100 percent happening. But I've already talked to coaches and agents and athletes. And we have a lot of interest from top athletes across the country. And um, it'll It'll. I mean, it'll be very controlled and very small, but I think super high quality and, and super safe.
0: Wow, that's really exciting. I can't believe you just shared that. Um, just totally took me by surprise there. I feel like I have a lot of questions, but don't know if I could ask them because I don't know how much you're willing to share.
1: I mean, you can ask whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm um, happy to answer if I can.
0: Yeah. So you and Josh and then your old business partner, you guys are working together. So are you just pitching different groups and athletes that are marathoners and saying, hey, are you doing a fall marathon yet? Do you, would you be interested in this? What does that look like?
1: I think it was more a, an email that was a, a call for interest. Okay. You know, let, let us know if you're interested. And, and we got a lot of interest right away. So that was that was good because obviously if we didn't have that, there would be no point in, in, in pursuing this. Uh, but we've been working on it a couple months now. And, and so the thinking is, you know, if we can get a, a venue in the Phoenix area mm-hmm. uh, where it's nice and predictable weather-wise in December and flat, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we can... Uh, put on an event in an isolated area Mm -hmm. with no fans Mm -hmm. Um, and you know truthfully let's say we had 50 men and 50 women and they were all uh, tested before they came they were tested once they arrived it's really no different than let's say what the pga tour is doing when they have a 150 person uh, pga tour event and we can put this on with a pretty skeleton staff because we're going to have a loop course because you don't need a 26-mile-long route. You don't have 50,000 people running. You can do a four-mile loop mm-hmm. over and over and over again, uh, similar to Atlanta, uh, at, at the trials. So that's that's kind of the thinking is, uh, hey, we can pull this off. Um, we don't need uh, to have a mass participation event in order to do this. And Josh believes we can we can get some sponsors for this event, which I, I think so too, because we're, we're going to have a lot of stars. And as you saw at the trials, there's, there's a hunger for – marathoning in the U.S. right now at the professional level.
0: Wow. I think that the fans, too, will be so excited to hear this because, you know, every fall, every spring, we look forward to the majors and watching these races where all the big pros are running in. So that gives us something to look forward to as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going to I mean, the the fans, that's what will make it valuable. Um, and so, you know What the broadcast is going to look like, I can't say yet, but that's that's what we're hoping will be the piece that can um, make this truly special. It's basically a made-for-TV event or, or made-for-web event, depending on, on who we uh, end up working with.
0: Oh, man, that would be really cool if you guys could actually get it on TV. Get NBC on there. Or, I don't know. I just made up NBC, but that would be so cool if we could all actually watch it on TV.
1: Yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it?
0: The days of streaming though, it has been fun to watch the virtual races, like just streaming them from Instagram live or whatever it is as well, though. Um, that is so exciting. Okay. Yay. Is there anything else you want to share about the new agreement with Hoka? I'm sure you're relieved that you have four years and you kind of can just focus on the business and the team and not have to worry about resigning in two years.
1: Yeah, we're not worried about it, but, but at the same time, it's always, um, on the forefront of our minds that Hoka trusts us, believes in us and is paying us to be brand ambassadors for them. So that's what we're going to do. And it's all connected. You know, the performances are a huge, huge part of it, but, but so are the Instagram posts and the, so and the, and the tweets and the Facebook posts and the e-newsletters and the interaction with fans at, at events, all, all of it is connected. and, and uh, we have to be coming through on all that. So I, I, I um, am not the type of person to um, to feel that sense of relief. It's more I feel a sense of responsibility mm. uh, because we're we're getting paid a lot of money to to come through for these guys, and and I want to um, I want to do that.
0: Let me ask you this: How do you hold your athletes accountable in that sense, as far as the social media goes? And You know, you guys are so good about doing interviews on podcasts and things like that. But do you stay on the athletes? Like if you notice they haven't posted in a while or whatever?
1: Yeah, I think it's communication. Um, I think it's a matter of talking about it and not trying to force things on them, Mm -hmm. but trying to encourage them to find their own voice on social media. And over the years, have some athletes done better than others? Yes, I think that's very fair to say. But um, but my hope is that even the athletes for whom it is not their favorite thing mm-hmm. can find a way to enjoy it um, because it is part of their job. And so, you know, the hard, cold truth is that um, you you have to be into that side of it or you have to be willing to be uh, into that side of it if you want to be a part of the team because um, it's absolutely uh, – a. a uh, core piece of what we do and who we are.
0: Yeah. Social media is hard because sometimes you just feel like you don't have anything to say and you don't want to force anything. And you're like, you know, sometimes I go a whole week where I don't make a post and I'm like, I just, I don't want to force it. I don't want to say something that I don't care about saying. And I don't want to post just to post. So it is a, it is a interesting how in 2020 as an athlete, um, it's such a big part of their careers because 20 years ago, that's not that didn't have anything to do with it.
1: Well, part of the nice thing for us moving forward with the new contract is, is um, you know, we're, we're going to be able to spend more time and money on some of the things that will help them on social media. Oh, for example, cool. more pictures, more videos. Uh, more more content that we'll be able to have at their disposal, mm. um, and so you know, again, if you're an athlete that doesn't love what you're talking about, trying to come up with a, mm-hmm. a tweet, you don't have to. Just use one of these pictures. Yeah, you know, just 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 use the videos that we're producing anyway. So we're all working together to try to create content, and and uh, and part of it is just. Is just sharing that content that the team is producing, and so we're going to try to produce more than ever.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's huge because nobody wants to hand their husband the phone and say, "Can you take a picture of me running by real quick?"
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to try to take care of, a lot of those things, and we have before, but again, this is going to be a new, a new level of of content and consistency in that content.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. Um, all right. Last question here. How's e-learning going? Are you doing e-learning at home?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, Addison, our, uh, Jen daughter, um, she is doing virtual school. She loves it. So I can't say that I'm heavily involved. She just gets on there and does her thing. And, uh, at the end of the day, I ask her how it went and she says, great. So, oh, that's awesome. You know, we're very lucky.
0: She's in second grade. <laughs> 4th 4th grade. Oh, 4th grade. That's probably a good sweet spot, 4th grade. Pretty independent. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to deal with you what you guys have to deal with with some of the younger ones.
0: Yeah, my little two are in daycare all day, so that's nice, but um my other two that are home, they are uh second and kindergarten, and second grade is going pretty good, but kindergarten virtual, man, that is it's kind of a joke, you know?
1: Yes. Steph and ben bruce are dealing with that because they have a kindergartner and a first grader oh, and i okay. think it's just kind of or- organized chaos
0: i don't think i realized their boys were that old already yeah first in kindergarten yeah that's i mean they're basically doing what we're doing with the kindergarten and second um yeah it's really yep. tough for sure all right ben well congratulations on the new deal with hoka the continued deal with hoka and um thanks for sharing it with us
1: thanks lindsey appreciate you having me on so quick it was great
0: yep have a good day All right. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you, Ben, for coming on the show. Congratulations. We are so excited for you and your team and cannot wait. Fingers crossed for that December road marathon. All right, friends, you can find me on social media. Please connect with me there. I'm Lindsay Hine, 626 on Instagram, at Lindsay Hine on Twitter. And I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine on Facebook where we have a group as well. All right, friends, thanks for being here. We will see you this Friday with an episode with Coach Andrew Castor.